What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast presented by House Enterprise. As always, I'm your host, Jared Magazine, your neighborly normal guy with a lazy eye here connecting with incredible people who have unbelievable stories to tell. Today's episode is a very special one that I'm holding very near and dear to my heart. As I hinted to last week, uh, we were coming up, uh, we were approaching the 80th anniversary of the attacks on Pearl Harbor, a date in which we'll live in infamy, as famously stated by President FDR. I think it's a day that, unfortunately, is beginning to fade in memory from the generations of today's world. And it is such an important piece of history and a piece of our American freedom that needs to be remembered and honored because this is the greatest generation that ever was. Those that uh, defended our country in World War II and lived to tell the tale and those that defended their country and lost their lives doing it deserve to be honored forever and live in infamy. Today's guest, Jerry Reed, is on a mission to do just that. He came up with the challenge of Honor 2403. In, in this challenge, it's a gruesome mental and physical health strength uh, feat, really, of physical activity for 24 hours and three straight minutes to honor those 2,403 individuals that lost their lives during the attacks on Pearl Harbor. So Jerry joins us today to tell us that story and tell us step-by-step step how this all went down, how it all came to be, the importance of this challenge, and really, it's it's really quite an incredible story. So without further ado, I'm very excited to introduce you guys to my dear friend, Jerry Reed. This is the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast, a true eye-opening experience. Well, if you've been listening to this show, you know I am a sucker for crazy athletic feats, and today is no exception. On today's episode, we welcome on Jerry Reed, a triathlete, ultra marathoner, and has completed a brand new challenge as of Tuesday, December 7th, called Honor 2403, a grueling challenge of both mental and physical strength where he re, uh, remained active for 24 hours and three minutes straight to honor the, 20, uh, the 2,403 lives that were lost during the attacks on Pearl Harbor 80 years ago. Jerry, thank you so much for coming on, man. How are you? I'm, I, I'm, feeling, I'm, feeling, re, I'm feeling relieved and I'm yes. feeling a little bit rested. Good. <laughs> thank gosh. You know, it's, it, I can't, uh, we're going to obviously dive into to everything in just a little bit. Just a little personal backstory of how you and I know each other. I mean, we've no, you've known me since I was what seven, six, seven, eight. Yeah, little guy. Uh, little guy. I would say seven, seven. Yeah. A small, yeah. a small child. A small child, and now look, look where we are today. Right. <laughs> From the campgrounds to a podcast. Who would have thought? Right. <laughs> Providence, Providence University, like they did well by you. Yes, thank you, thank you. We grow up, we we do well, you know. And so did my parents. We'll say they did they did well too. <laughs> but so um, you know, we talked a little bit about this before we recorded uh, when we called each other last night. But have you been able to get any sleep the past few nights after this challenge? How, like, have you like you had to have been able to get some rest, right? I was, I was, yeah, I was trying to get, like take a nap because uh, my daughter has uh, basketball. I like. I didn't realize like right before that I was going to like, you know, volunteer for this basketball, you know, endeavor. <laughs> but, uh, so I was supposed to sleep from like 11 to like three ish yeah. or so. And, uh, unfortunately like the neighbors, you know, decided to like have the lawnmower and the blower going. So I got like, like probably like an hour nap. That's just not enough after 24 hours. Absolutely no. not enough. Did you did, did you like tell them like, hey, if you do have any lawn mowers or leaf blowers going, maybe reschedule it for Wednesday or Thursday? <laughs> yeah, the, it was like the neighbor on the left went first. And then like <laughs> conveniently, like as soon as they were done, the neighbor on the right went next. And I was like, really? Like, come <laughs> on. Like, I just I just need like a, I need a 20 minute cat nap. <laughs> You should have just been like, at this point, can you do my, my yard as well? If you're out there, you know, yeah. it was, it was awful. It was awful. So I, I didn't actually go to bed until seven 30, eight o'clock at night. 
Oh, I, oh my God. Like that to me, that sounds like a perfect night though. Like if I didn't do 24 hours of, of exercise, if I can go to bed at seven thirty or eight o'clock <laughs> these days, I'd be like, sign me yeah. up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like, it was like the perfect storm. It was, it was awful. So, yeah. but really I felt actually kind of good. Like I was like mentally awake and coherent right. But it was like the next day that like I felt like the suffocation of the deprivation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So have you gone on a run or a bike ride since this challenge or have you been taking your rest days? Uh, no, actually, my wife <laughs> got me up like on Wednesday morning. She's like, get out of bed, get out of bed. <laughs> You're going walking. With me. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh my we God. went on a two mile walk and my like, legs were, you know, a little bit tired, but. I'd have to imagine I'd have to imagine but so where where did this challenge come from where did it originate from how did you come up with the idea for this and 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 bring it all together interesting uh story uh I used to run a summer camp as you know yes (laughs) very well yes in that network uh, I met some uh, wonderful people uh and there's a gentleman that runs a camp on the east coast and um, I was doing some videoing in my now present day job for him. And it was all about like veteran families mm-hmm. and, and how they like, like make them whole. And I was so empowered by that movement. I was like, Scott, how do I get involved? He's like, you can't. He's like, you're not a veteran. You're, you know, you're not present day. Uh, and you're not on our team. Right. The only reason why you're here is because like you're the video guy. So <laughs> I came back and I was getting ready for, you know, Ironman 70.3 in Santa Cruz. And I was like circling our neighborhood and I was like, man, I really want to do something that brings awareness to like our, like, you know, our cause, that the cause. And mm-hmm. so after a period of time, I was like, light bulb clicked. I'm going to figure out how many people lost their lives at Pearl Harbor. And I'm going to like run, walk, or bike for the number of hours that happened. There you go. Yeah. Did you, at the, at the time, right. at the time I was thinking like 27, 2800, 2900. And, um, and so like when I was like 24, I was like, Oh, it's like it was like a little easier in my heart. I was like, oh, it's like, it's like, like in a weird way, it was like I was like comforting. Like I could probably need twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after all the things that you've done, I feel I don't want to say like, oh, well, twenty four hours seems easy because it's not. It's not easy for anybody. It doesn't matter how how athletic or how you know how many ultra activities you've done. Twenty four hours straight of activities is insane. But to your point, yeah. you're probably like okay, it's not 36, it's not 48, you know? <laughs> like, I have yeah, to be like, it was, a little side relief. Yeah, yeah, it was side relief. But so, uh, and, and I love that that story about the veterans, but even more so, in specific to Pearl Harbor, what do you, like, there's obviously importance to December 7th, 1941, but wh- how has that impacted you and, and the importance that it's brought on what you've done and, and, and oh, what you've seen? I, I, I get chills when you say that. So, you know, we're on the eve of the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and it's very fresh in everyone's mind, right? And um, I kind of felt that at the 75th anniversary of Pearl Harbor, it wasn't as impactful as it should have been, you know, in the news media. So what I wanted to do was like just to bring more awareness because as that generation gets older, mm-hmm. we call it like the greatest generation ever. Right. Right. And, Absolutely. Uh, and so I felt we need to bring some movement to that. And uh, on 80, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. It, it's so, it, you're so right. in the fact that like you see an event like September 11th 9th, or 2001, excuse me. And it obviously was so covered by the media and we had such a multimedia presence there in, at the time in 2001. And I think that's part of the reason of why it's so covered and obviously the largest attack on American soil. But to your point, that's if, you know, if you don't know, that's what really catalyzed the U S to go into world war two. And really it's because some people can make the argument that like, that was the very first like American soil attack. Right. right. So, you know, and then 60 years later, 
we have this another thing that happened, you know, literally on the other side of our country. Right. Um, you know, and I, and I feel like generationally, like we miss those things, like in school, you're like, you hear it, you like, you read about it, you know, you get told a story, but I was just trying to like bring something different to life. And I just thought like, Hey, if I could do this, then maybe, you know, some other people who are younger might like remember this, who's mm-hmm. like grandfather wasn't, or her parents weren't part of that history. Right. Cause there's Absolutely. so many people who, who weren't a part of that history for whatever reason. And um, I want to try to make that, you know, memorable. Absolutely. Like for me, uh, December 7th, 1941 is a big date for me because it's actually when that was happening. So it was on a Sunday, you know, obviously a Sunday afternoon on the East coast, Sunday morning, West coast. My grandfather was actually at what is now called the Washington football team at a football game. So he's watching a Washington football team game at their home stadium and over the loudspeaker, they, you know, the PA announcer is saying things like, will general so-and-so please dial X, Y, Z. Will general so-and-so please check their pager. All this stuff, like not th- obviously not things you would hear at a football game. Correct. Right? right. And so all this is happening and no one knows what's going on. Right. And then I think during some commercial break, they cut and say, the PA comes over and says, ladies and gentlemen, there has been an attack on Pearl Harbor no one knew what Pearl Harbor was. No one in DC knew what Pearl Harbor was, right? I mean, we don't even know what Hawaii is in 1941, right? So, uh, but yeah. that, that day, that, yeah. that next day, my 17-year-old grandfather signed up for the Marines and enlisted, lied about his age, enlisted, and you know, two weeks later, as the story goes, yeah. he's, in, he's in World War II. So like, for me, that's I, like there's it is the birth of the greatest generation because that's what made everybody have that American pride. We need to fight for the U.S. because no one does this to us. And like to your point, it's sad that, you know, our grandparents, my generation of, of these, you know, World War II vets are losing their place in history because they're getting older. They're passing away, unfortunately. And I think as it stands right now, there are only two living Pearl Harbor survivors. So it's, it's so important to me that we honor something like this. And I mean, to do it the way that you did is insane, but just to kind of tell that story, I think it's just so important for us to see the impact of the attacks on Pearl Harbor. Well, I mean, like when, when, when you go to like, you know, the age old saying, like, you know, history repeats itself. Yeah. Like 60 years later, it happened again. Right. Right. And so if you're like our parents or grandparents currently, or grandparents currently, you've seen yeah. two of them, right? right? That's like, that's, that's terrible. That's awful. Right. Yeah. So like, how can, like, my thing is like, how can I, like, I impact my son or daughter or their generation to be aware of like these things happen. And if you're not aware it's going to happen again because the likelihood is. Right. Right. I mean, right now we're, we're facing not really a, a, a physical attack, but, you know, with COVID, I mean, that's a once in a generational type of thing, too. But so right. did, did uh, have you ever been to Pearl Harbor? I have. It, it was it was so moving. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just I was just there this past summer or this past summer. And my girlfriend and her family and I, we took a trip to Hawaii. And I they said, like, if there's anything that we do on this trip, the first thing that we have to do is go to Pearl Harbor because like you know, it's, it's hard to get out from Connecticut or Boston to Hawaii. Like it's not something that people do all the time, but I just, I remember just sitting and sitting there and just being in such awe and like things that you, you only read about, but to be able to see it firsthand and even just see the oil slicks that are still in the ocean. It's just like mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. So if you ever get a chance to visit Hawaii, I 1000% recommend you go out there because it's, 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 almost, it's almost like visiting like the memorials in your, your, your neck of the woods, right? Yes, like, exactly. You walk, like I I've been through, I mean, fortunately in my life, I've been able to like be on both spectrums. And so um, as a young adult, I was able to like, you know, get out there and visit those memorials. And I mean, like just walk, walking or just like seeing that stuff, it's just, 
you know, like, like it literally like sinks like the entire, you know, like it's your, your whole body just, you know, compresses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like too hard to explain. Like, I just want people to go and, and see it. It's, yeah. it's incredible. But so getting to the challenge here, did you consult with anybody to do? Cause you, you like, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've never done anything like 24 hours straight no. of activity. I haven't. No, it was, it was literally like something I thought of. And, um, I, I, I talked to a couple of friends of mine who are like extreme, yeah. I would say sports athletes that do, um, you know, 24,000 feet climbs. And, you know, um, a friend of mine who did, uh, uh, you know, Mount Everest. And I'm like, you know, what do you like, you know, what, what should I expect? You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, I'm coming off of, um, and you know, like an Ironman and I'm like, I feel like I'm physically able to like, you know, withstand, but he's like, it's completely different, right? Like mm. it, there's the mental part of it is so big. He's like, you just have to mentally get yourself able to accomplish it because physically you can do it right now. Mentally, you probably can't. Yeah. I, it, so much. I mean, I only did a tiny little marathon, so I can't, I can't relate to 24 hours, but that was honestly in all of the training that I did for that physically every week, I felt better, obviously, but mentally I was so drained. I like, I didn't yeah. want to get on another treadmill. I did not want to spend a Sunday morning for two and a half hours running. Like it was just like meant and then wake up the next day and do something else again. You know what I mean? Right. So like the mental aspect of this sport of ultra running of triathlons of whatever like i got my tiny little appetizer of that with the marathon and man it is insane but the reward of conquering that that like that mental block of these type of events is so rewarding so crazy yeah it's yeah. eye it's it's eye opening as i like to say on this show but so <laughs> what was so what was training like then i'd have to imagine it's early mornings oh. it's 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 gruesome it's, hours uh, well no actually it's it's not any of those it was it was completely <laughs> mental so uh i broke up into four segments and yeah. segment one was um i was gonna stay awake uh for 24 hours so okay. with, with the gym at four o'clock ran the treadmill i biked came home around seven. I worked for a little bit. Um, I went back on the bike in my community. Um, and then, um, I like, um, uh, I went out at 8 AM or sorry, 8 PM. And I went to bed at, or I stopped training at midnight, but then I stayed awake until 4 AM the next day. So that covered the 24 hour period, right? That right. was like just an awake period of time of which I exercised for maybe 10 hours. Right. But so okay, trip two, trip two was I started at 6 a.m. and mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. in that 12 hours, I was just literally like cycling, biking. I was like preparing myself mentally for like the endurance part of it, right? Because it's, it's really it's it's not like I'm not going against a clock, right? right. Like I'm not trying to finish like in a marathon. You're like I have a time, right? Like for you, you're like I have this time of mind. I'm trying to like accomplish that time. Right. For me, I'm trying to survive. Right. Like I'm trying to stay awake. Right. Like, you know, where's the coffee? Where's right. the espresso? Right. You know, where's the when where's the endurance food? Uh, so I did 12 hours, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So the next one I did was uh was I, w- I woke up at 6 a.m., had a yeah. full day, and then I went out at like 9:30 at night in the colder. So I would like right before Halloween, I picked it like the coldest time. Was it wasn't really that cold comparatively, but and then <laughs> I to bed at 6 a.m. So I yeah. went out from 9:30 a.m. to 6 a.m. by myself, completely alone in the com- pitch dark. Yeah. That that isolation portion, and I and I want to ask about that later. But um, so I'll I'll wait to that. But the isolation has to be insane. But so then that then the fourth training, or it was was it three parts or four parts? Four parts, yeah. Four parts. So, so the, the fourth, fourth one. The fourth part was to do like the midnight to like daytime. So yeah. like right, like mentally, like having your mind, and then the time change. You know, like when I started this endeavor, it was in September, right? Yeah. And, to like December, you know, it like 
the awake time like kind of changes a little bit. So right. And and you're losing daylight. And I mean it, it's I mean, December 7th, you're not getting a lot of daylight. I mean, especially if you were to do it out here, you would probably get six good hours of daylight. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> like you yeah, don't get we, a lot of daylight. I, 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 think, I think I got like I think I got nine and a half. So yeah. thankfully I'm on the West Coast. Yeah, you got you get a little bit more there. And and December 7th winter in Boston is i but fresno you're you're in a desert so you like that's it still gets colder at night obviously not nearly as cold during the day but when that sun sets you're it gets cold over there so my fingers are crossed my fingers are crossed i was like please don't give me rain like right. i mean i'm oh still gonna gosh. do it yeah but we've had we've had a rainstorm the last day and a half yeah thank goodness thank gosh it came when it did right i i <laughs> right. mean like like you said, you would do it in the rain. And I, I would even say too, like for me, sometimes even training in the rain was like kind of fun. And the day of the marathon, we were running through puddles, like from the the rainstorm that was the night before. And it was kind of like, like running as a kid, like, you know, like jumping around in the puddles. That was fun for the first like four miles. The next, <laughs> the next 22, I was like, this is getting so old. So like for you, I can imagine like if it had been raining all day, like hour two, you'd like, this is so, I'm so over this. Well, the one thing I think I didn't mention earlier is I'm in a 1.7 mile loop. Right. Right. So I'm in, a, I'm in a gated community. Right. So I'm like, I'm literally in a cycle, right? I don't know how you did that because I did my marathon as 10, 2.6 mile loops with a 0.2 mile loop at the beginning. And by lap eight, I was like, this is because, cause you know, by, by lap eight, you know, every tree. And for you, I bet every pebble, I mean, you're like, if this is the pebble, I always see, I have at least one more mile. You know what I mean? But to you, like, I guess, cause you weren't finishing to a, a certain mileage mark, but I mean, like I, that view had to get a little old. No, it was, it's funny you say that because what, what kept me, what was the most interesting part of this is at nighttime, even in a loop, you have no person, like, you know what I mean? Right. Like you're not, you're not seeing the same tree, right? You're not yeah. seeing the same pebble, right? Yeah. You, you see the same light, but you don't see it the same way. And I found that at nighttime, I am better at like cognitive ability than mm-hmm. I am in the daytime. Mm-hmm. Really weird. Yeah. Interesting. So how were you able yeah. to balance nutrition throughout the day during all of this? Yeah. Oh man. Good question. Uh, so, uh, I learned quickly that, um, on, so part of it was like, I had to figure out like what I was going to eat. Right. Yeah. And so I realized, uh, early on that, um, you know, hammer bars or honey stingers <laughs> or like dues, yeah, we're going to be the winning of the trick. Right. So, uh, I made a, like a gigantic bowl of, uh, um, uh, egg salad sandwich. Mm. Yeah. And that, that was, was your, winning. that was the winner there. That was your dinner. That right? was, that was the winning. That was the, my, that was my three sandwiches. Oh, but then, so those are like, yeah, those are my three sandwiches. But then the winning sandwich was the, the peanut butter, the strawberry jelly. Yeah. Crunchy peanut butter, Ooh. the strawberry jelly, the creamy peanut butter, strawberry jelly, crunchy top, boom. Whoa. <laughs> when Plus did you have that part? Oh yeah, Plus I heard about the pop tart. I heard about the pop tart. When did pop you have that? Winner. When did you have that triple, quadruple, triple decker peanut butter and jelly sandwich? It was a quad. It was a quad. Oh, okay. When did you have the quads? Where in the day? I had that at one a.m. One a.m. Okay, that seems like a one a.m. One a.m. One a.m. with like with like just under like twenty two ounces of like espresso coffee. That sounds like (laughs) that. You see, you explaining that as like during a twenty four hour challenge makes sense, but it also makes sense at one a.m. after a night drinking. Like someone would, (laughs) you know what I mean? Someone coming into the dorm room so of college, good. like being like, dude, you will not believe what I just made. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I told everyone, everyone who watched me, like, what are you going to eat later? I was yeah. like, at six, I'm eating the egg salad sandwich and I won. I'm having this quad and yeah. then I'm going to like pound it down with some coffee. And they're like, I what? It. I love yeah. it. I love it. But so my thing for you, so I remember when I did the marathon, 
I only had goose throughout the race, like as my like non-liquid nutrition, even though goo is pretty liquidy. And I got to tell you, I did, I did four throughout the race by the mm. third, by the third, I was like, if I put one more of these in my mouth, I'm going to, like, I'll hate this. Then the fourth yeah. one, I was like, I'm like, I, I was ready to throw it up. But so, I mean, for you, you saying like goose, honey stickers, those things, like those weren't really like, I mean, you were peri- periodically taking those throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. They, they weren't, they weren't. So what I learned what in my earlier trainings is like, if I had too much of those, I was sluggish later, right? Like yeah. it was like a quick boost, but it wasn't sustainable. And I quickly realized if I like, if I made these things like my constant, right. then I'm, gonna, I'm not going to make it. So no. um, yeah, I went to eggs. I, I, I love, I love eggs and I love the egg salad sandwich. So I hey. made like my mom's old like recipe and I was like, like literally I, I boiled like 17 eggs the night before. <laughs> I went through I went through a whole jar, a yeah. whole jar of mayonnaise. mayonnaise yeah. Like, yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. like for for you, it makes total sense. Like you need calories and goose, yeah. honey singers, like they're good for more than like the the race or like the marathoners. Even they say, like, I, I don't know, but I've I I'd imagine you know, but like for Ironmans, you're probably even pounding like a power bar here and there too um yeah i mean it's a different nutritional system right because like where you're like you know you're pressing the gas and this one you're just like trying to like to live right like you know that that's a you know 10 to 12 hour race 13 hour race for most 15 hour race for most people yeah uh i was afforded um just doing the feet to the beach like right before that so i was like you know in that capacity and i had tried that like 24 hour fluid yeah um, really kind of help you know kind of organize my mind absolutely i do want to talk about that so right before the honor 2403 you did the feet to the beach which is a 200 mile relay race out of pismo beach california just a month before you did this so with you and nine others you guys collectively ran 22 sorry 200 miles just under 23 hours when you signed up for this, or if so, I don't know if someone signed you up for this, but were you like, this is a perfect training day? <laughs> I, yeah, was, I was exactly. I was like, this is like perfect. Like I'm going to yeah. stay awake. Like, and I even told like the person, he's like, Hey, I need to find a driver. I can't find a driver. And I was like, no, I'll be the driver. Like I want to drive and like, you know, run. He's like, why would you want to do that? I'm like, because I have this other event coming up. Yes. Right. Did you, so did you drive for the full, like, obviously while you were running, you weren't driving, but did you, were you the only driver? Uh, no, no, I, I drove, I drove like a quarter of the time. So oh, he, gotcha. they had, a, we had, we had a driver, but I mean, um, yeah, we, we share like, it's like the, at the end of it, it was funny. Cause we, so we get, we get, to, we get there, we like, you know, do the race, we win, do all this stuff. And then he's like, I was like, Hey, uh, do you want me to drive home? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, okay, I'll drive. Yeah. I'll I'll drive. That's fine. No worries. <laughs> That's pretty, yeah. That's and I felt good. Perfect. I was like, this is perfect. Like I felt, you know, like I just had like, you know, Pismo Beach. Who doesn't yeah. love? Who doesn't love like the food in Pismo? Right. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. but I I saw some of the clips from that race. You didn't run like the last bit was really on the beach. Like there were some there were some scenes there where it was just you and the road man. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a no. There's, there's, there's a six mile grade that goes up, like it's straight uphill. Yeah. For six miles, and and thankfully, thankfully, I didn't have either one of those legs. So we had one guy who ran, you know, three miles. Another guy, no, two, whatever it was. Yeah. I had to lap. So I get out of the car and I have to run straight uphill for a half mile, and then I run straight downhill, like literally downhill on the most craziest road possible dirt you know whatever for yeah. three miles it was it was awful it was <laughs> awful. That, that i literally like i like to this day i'm still more so i was still more sore from that than i was from this yeah i'd, I'd imagine because, because you run and then you get in the car and then you run and you get in the car and then you run and you get in the car right? and what's the first what's the first rule for runners after you finish a okay. run don't sit Strap. down yeah yeah exactly and here yeah. you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah not only do you sit but you sit for like five hours right, right. so it's like oh not God. sitting it's sitting for like and because we were so 
fast. I mean, like, you know, um, we, we sat for like, like six hours, seven hours. Like we had to like wait because, you know, they had to get the volunteers anyways. Jeez. Now my last question about that race though, was the last portion all on the beach or was that the last video of you guys running to the finish line? Was that like staged? No, it was, uh, the, the last part of that is probably, you know, just over a quarter mile on the beach. Okay. I can't imagine running on sand after all that though. Like picking <laughs> up your feet in sand. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Can you imagine though? Like if, if like you guys had a team tailing you like right behind you that the, everyone has to sprint on the beach, like to win. I could, I, Oh my God, <laughs> that'd be insane. It was, it was not pleasurable. And it was funny because we had just did the Santa Cruz, you know, 70.3 and they're like, it's a, like a beach finish. Yeah. It's like literally like, five yards and so they're like this beach finish and i was like oh cool and then like you go under the pier and you're still going you're like (laughs) (laughs) oh really that's insane so painful so painful we're gonna take a quick break from this week's interview to talk about our new sponsors over at beam guys i want to talk to you a little bit about protein powder I have been doing protein powder on and off for probably close to 10 to 12 years. Like when it first came out or when I first started using it, it tasted like absolute chalk. Like vanilla is, in my opinion, superior to chocolate in a lot of things. And I'm going to get hate for that. But vanilla protein powder was just not it. And what was so crazy to me was during those 12 years of on and off using protein powder, it all tasted like chalk. There was no advancements until Beam came along. That's right, guys. I have been partnering with Beam for quite some time now. They have been helping me with my fitness transformation, what whatever you want to call it. But they really helped me out with my marathon. A couple things. One with pre-workout. I want to say this. Pre-workout was something that I was a little skeptical about. But when I would come home from work and have to get on the treadmill to go run 8, 9, 10 miles, I didn't want to do that. No one in their sane mind would want to do that. So a little half scoop of the pre-workout. I like the rainbow candy or the pink lemonade, and I was good to go. But it wasn't like jittery, jittery, jittery crash. It was pure energy throughout the entire run. I then come home, get a nice scoop of their vanilla soft serve pre-workout, and man, the chalkiness is gone. Guys, I can't kid you enough. You got to go try this out for yourself. So what we're doing for you guys is we're going to get you guys 10% off on your order. You're going to use the code Jared at youcanbeam.com. When you check out again, use the code Jared, J E R O D at youcanbeam.com. They have uh, plenty of types of products, whether you want super greens, whether you want pre-workout, whether you want whey protein, vegan protein, you name it. They've got it with unbelievable flavors. So head over to youcanbeam.com. Use code Jared, J-E-R-O-D, at checkout to get 10% off. Now back to the interview. So yeah. I, I want to touch a little bit about the like your actual day of, of that physical activity. So you started at 1047 a.m. on December 6th and finished at 1050 a.m. on December 7th. You stayed active by walking, biking, and or running to honor those that lost their lives in Pearl Harbor. You finished with a five-minute a uh, moment of silence leading up to the exact time the first bombs were dropped on Ford Island in 1941. Did you get any sleep the night before? Um, a little bit. I mean, you know, I, I tried to, like I had a conversation with my wife. I was like, you need to sleep in the room and, you know, sleep with our daughter. And then, you know, the day came and it, it, it's the anticipation, like anything, right? Like any like big event that you're ever going to do, yeah. you never get the sleep that you want. No, never. Whether you're a kid going to Disneyland, the a, a kid waking up on Christmas Day, or oh. a grown man walking and running and biking for 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you want to, like it's all in your mind. And then yeah. the moment comes and you're like, no, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You, and I remember telling people, I was like, oh, I'm going to sleep so good the night before. Like, I'm going to go to bed so early. Nope. Like I, I was awake forever. I was literally like putting, like, I was like, so I had like this other, other room in our house. Like, yeah. cause you like, you sweat a lot, right? Like you'll sweat, you know I mean? Like, I'm not like pressing the gas pedal. I'm like, you know, doing 12 or 13 miles an hour on the bike. Right. right. Like, you know, but you're still going to sweat. Yeah. So 
that, that perspiration is going to build up inside. And then over time, that's going to create a coldness in your like core. Right. So I, I changed it five times. Yeah. That's insane. Fully, like I had like, I had like, First, like I went like interior core one and then like bottom core two. It was like, you know, because then because, you know, the, the fog rolled in and yeah. all these other things happened. Yeah. Or as the SoCal people call it, the marine layer. But you call it fog. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like the, the weather, especially that time of year in California and NorCal too, like people always say like, oh, California always stays sunny in 75. Like not really. Like it, it actually oh. can get kind of ridiculous in the fact that it can be like, 40 50 in the mornings and at night because the sun's not up and it can get up to like 70 in december but if you were dressed for the morning you're not dressed according you know you're not dressed properly for the for the middays you know right. so were you and, and yeah no, I, 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 I sorry go ahead no go ahead no I was, go ahead yeah so i mean like in this day it was like almost a constant temperature which i was really afforded it was like yeah. the top end was like 52 53 and the bottom end was like third like 38 42 right okay. like somewhere in there so there wasn't a huge spread where like today like today was like top end was like 65 yeah and the bottom is like 41 oh jeez Part of me misses that part of California. Part of me is like, <laughs> you know, like sometimes in the winters, it's kind of nice just knowing that it will always be the whole day, 20 degrees. <laughs> right. It gets cold here, man. It gets cold. So members of your community obviously were out coming about at times and saying hi and, and, and being supportive, right? And, and I'm sure that was nice for some human interaction throughout the day. But in those witching hours, what were you doing to keep your head in the game? Yeah, great question. Uh, books. So I, like I, you know, having like you know training for the, these Ironman, uh, I was always like a a guy that would just be on Spotify or yeah, some you know, Metallica like you know Threshold <laughs> or whatever, just like gunning yeah. for it. Uh, Enter Sandman. I, 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 I feel like it has to be on your <laughs> on your playlist. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's on everyone's playlist, right? Like. <laughs> Uh, and so in those windows, then I got to a point like in early January of this year, I was like, ah, I can't do this anymore. And your podcast is great, but it doesn't, it's not like, you know, I, I, I need, I need 20 hours of your podcast. I know I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> so, uh, what do I do in the meantime? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I went to audiobooks. Yeah. Yeah. Audiobooks. What 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 was the what was the best book from your uh, from your endeavor? Oh, so the back end the back end of this endeavor was yeah. uh, John Grisham, um, his latest. Well, I don't know if it's his latest book, but it was it was pretty good. So I, I like I found you know I found audio books are pretty solid for me. Um, yeah, yeah. You got yeah, and my brother's gonna kill me because I don't remember his last name, but the Navy Seal Jocko. Have you read any of his books on this type of endeavors? Um, I feel like I'm ready to run through a brick wall when I read one of his books. <laughs> maybe not, but uh, Camino Island, Camino Island was the one like I just finished with. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love it. So you've so, done oh, really, really quick before yeah. before we go um, on that. Um, I love the book, um, The Great Alone. Okay, what's it about? The Great Alone is about um, it's a I think it's a fictional book, yeah. Um, but about this this family that moves to Alaska, and this girl that like finds like the love of being alone in Alaska. So there was that that was my inspiration during all of those times. Alone hours, like, yeah. Yes, those alone hours. So you're like, where like where are your alone hours spent? The Great Alone, yeah. I love that. That's yeah. That sounds like a great book. I've made it like my vow for 2022 to read more. Cause like, I, I have to, I have to read more, whether it's novels, nonfiction, whatever. I just got to read more. That's my thing. So you've heard it here. How many do you go for? What, you got to give a number of books. Yeah. You gotta be accountable. Here's your, here's your moment. Account. Here we go here. I guess we're doing, we're doing new year's resolutions on December 9th. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> there we go. We can check this off. Yeah. I will go all cause one a month is doable. It's almost like too easy. One so, a month. No, no, no. Wow. I, I think I, I think I could do, I'll do 20. I'll say 20. Whoa. I was thinking you'd say five. 
No, no, I, no. I'll, I go big or go home. So you've heard it here first on Normal Guy Lazy Eye, episode 66. I will read 20 books in the year 2022. So is that that's I should have said 22. I've, I've already committed to 20. I should have said 22 because it's the year of 2022. But 20, 20 sounds good. 20 sounds good. <laughs> 20. You're going you're gonna to read and or listen to 20 books in 2022. Yeah. And I'll do an episode about it at the end of the year. How about that? Boom. Wow. 20 books. Okay, right. okay. So I want to be on that episode. All right. We'll, we're shaking on it right now. We're shaking on it. Okay. We're shaking on it. We're <laughs> 20 <laughs> books, 2022. You got it. You got it. Wow. That's, that's, a, bold, that's a bold move. I know. I'm like turning red. Like, thank God this ring light's like fading out my redness. But yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. So okay. you've, you've talked about this on some of your Instagram posts. You've done over 70 triathlons. I don't know what the number is now because I know that was an older post, but you've called triathletes in this ultra sport, a very lonely sport at times too. Mm. Where do you find to, to the point on like uh, the alone, you know, the aloneness in the book, right? Like where, where is that inspiration? What's like the, the, fire inside just you that's pushing you to sign up for the next triathlon to sign up for the next you know feed at the beach what have you wow that 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 might be the most difficult question i will ever answer and i don't know if i'll ever answer it correctly um it's just it's a personal fire right like you know it's like a fire that burns like to to do a triathlon like in any capacity you have to have the ability to suffer, right? Like I've always said that, like you have, you have to have a desire to suffer. Mm-hmm. And the longer you go, the more suffering you have. Um, so it's, it's an internal fire. It's, it's an internal fire of like personal fortitude, right? You know, can, can I really do this? Am I capable? Part of like the 2403 challenge was like, can I stay awake and exercise for 24 hours? Right. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to do something um, that was commemorable. I wanted to do something that like honored and uh, I wanted to like push myself and like, no, like, Hey, at the age of 40 plus, we won't disclose, we won't disclose the, if it does. Can I have 46 like with Stan like, you know, and, and I learned like my body can't to some degree, like, yeah, I mean, five hours in my left knee was hurting. I was like, yeah. where's that like pain coming from? Like, and these then, like, new pains, hours yeah. later, like my, like my, my right knee is hurting. I'm like, what? Like, I, like, I just like ran like a half marathon, like last week. And like, why right. is my knee hurting? Right. Probably because you ran a half marathon last week, but <laughs> no. <laughs> But it's it's such an interesting aspect, right? Like I have recently become more obsessed with these like ultra races. And at my rightful age of 24, I know these sort this this sport has a shelf life. It has to, right? Like I mean maybe I'm wrong because I know I know marathoners that are well into their 80s, but you have to think like if you are not if you don't have like masterclass levels of like physical therapy and whatnot, like this, this sport has a shelf life. So like, what uh, do you feel like you're chasing anything specific while you've done all these challenges? Like, is there one thing that you've been like, this is at the top of, this is like my Holy grail. No, no, I, I think, I think for me, it's just like, you know, so I've, I've done 76 triathlons, right. Yeah. In, in various forms over the yeah. last seven years. And uh, I would like to get to 200, I think, before, you know, I, and I did a lot when I was younger because I didn't have kids and like it was easier. Um, I don't think there's a holy grail. I think there's the holy grail of like, like success and fortitude for yourself, right? Yeah. Like people who, you know, I've, I've watched, you know, many of the podcasts and people who you've had before. And they just want to push their limits and just kind of know where they're at. Cause everyone has a different threshold, right? Yeah. Your threshold for the mind. And I think in this, I'm trying to figure out like, where's my threshold. And to be honest, if I'm really going to be honest about this, 
probably haven't said this many people, uh, I've said it to two, nobody at the age of 85 or older has ever completed the Ironman in Kona. Oh, so I'm hearing. The holy holy grail for Jerry Reed would be like being the first 85-year-old person to finish the Ironman in Kona. That would be insane. No, like nobody, nobody has done it, right? Like people like under that age have done it, but sure. like 85. So the, the holy grail for me is probably maybe that. You low-key have to start training for that now because you have to have your body ready for that age of 85. <laughs> no, I, I think at that, well, at that age, at that age, it comes down to two things, right? Like health and mental, like mental, like fortitude. Those yeah. are the only two things, right? Like, yeah. so I feel like, I've accomplished the mental fortitude mm. right now. Um, so uh, at, you know, 66 at the hundred anniversary of uh, Pearl Harbor, I'll do it again. There you, you go. Know, everyone asks like, are you going to do it again? I'm like, I'm the person that says I never do one thing, you know, and then never do it again. Right. Like, I'm never a one-off person, but so I'm going to wait to 66 I'll do the hundred anniversary. I'll do this again. We'll have this podcast in 20 years. Heck yeah. If this podcast <laughs> makes it that far, I will definitely have you back on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll have you on after your 85 year old Kona race. I mean, I'll definitely have you on that. <laughs> yeah. So the Holy, the Holy grail is to like be the 85 year old guy that like, but I mean, I'm sure there's somebody who's going to beat me to it. So then He'll be 85 and I'll be 86. There you go. There you go. There you go. Is there a, is there a race that's on your bucket list? Like, I mean, the, you know, having that Kona race by your 85, like that's the Holy grail, but is there like a race that you're like dying to go do? No, no, not one. No. Oh, oh mine's Boston easily. Like I, and I know I can do it. Like I've done a marathon. That's not the, the challenge, but like, I, I want to run Boston I almost like, I guess my challenge would be to, to qualify it officially instead of running it for a charity, uh, okay, which I think so, is an awesome uh, thing, but yeah. Okay. I, I shouldn't, have, I probably shouldn't have said that so quickly because <laughs> actually I want to do, okay. So I want to do the Doby challenge, which is in Orlando. So 5k, 10k, half full consecutive order happens next month. Okay. All not, a, is it all on the same day? No, it's no, no. 5K day one, okay. 10K day two, half day three, full day four. Wow. Are you signed up? Are you, are you, are you signed up for it? Not this year. No, not this okay. year. Okay. I'm, so is it next I guess year? That's, so ne- that's, that's my next bucket list thing. Okay. And that's, and it's in January? It's in January in Orlando at uh, Disney World. Um, yeah. Maybe in the maybe. maybe, 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 maybe. 2023, 2023. Put, put me in as a pencil me in as a maybe. Put me <laughs> I'll, as I close the, the back cover of my 20th book, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. But that's that like the, the challenge for me would be just the half to full. Like, I feel like I could wake up, run a 5K, wake up the next day, run a 10K, yeah, you know. Yeah, but, but 5K, 5K, 10K is not a problem. 10K I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I bet. I bet by like the half mark of the of the marathon, you'd be like, "Yeah, this is getting old. I think I'm going to retire from the sport of running." Yeah, like, <laughs> like this is awful. Yeah. Why did I sign up for you're this? Like I'm not even at Disney World. Why am I here? <laughs> Mary Reed, why did you tell me to do this? This is exactly. absolutely horrible. Exactly, but but pencil me in. But pencil me in. <laughs> yeah. it's, so it's called the it's called the Doby Challenge. Doby Challenge. All right, 2023. We yeah. might be there. <laughs> That's that's gonna be our shirt. We <laughs> may be coming to this. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, Jerry, this has been an absolute blast. I appreciate you coming on. I'm excited to have you back on um when you're 66 and when you're 86. So <laughs> pencil us in for that. But we do have one final question for you. I know you know this is coming because you've listened to the show. When it's all said and done and you have plenty more to do, 
if you were to write your autobiography today, what would be the title of it and why? Yeah, I was thinking about this like long and hard, long and hard. I was thinking about like, I knew you were going to ask this question. I was like, ah, and I like, I struggled with like what I was going to say in the moment. Yeah. And and, um, I would just say, you know, live the dream. I love that because that's your Instagram name. Like you, like you're Jerry.read and then your name is living the dream. Living the dream. Like, like, like live the dream, live the dream, you know, no regrets. That would be a live the dream, no regrets. Perfect. It's a perfect answer. Well, Jerry, again, thank you so much for coming on, man. I've had an absolute blast. I it's so great it. to, to reconnect with you. As always, we'll definitely stay in touch. And I guess I'll see you in Orlando in 2023. Don't be challenged. Here we come. Here we come. All <laughs> right, man. <laughs> So a big, big thank you to Jerry Reed for coming on this week's show and sharing his incredible story of Honor 2403. Again, I I can't emphasize this enough. If you have grandparents or parents, if you're listening and you're part of that older generation that have parents that fought in World War II and are still here today, you know, give them a big hug, especially during this holiday season, if you're able to see them. Um, They are a part of the greatest generation and hopefully will never be forgotten. So Thank you again, Jerry, for coming on and sharing your story. I'll leave links to all things Jerry in the description of this week's podcast. So be sure to go check him out on social media to see what this man's up to next, whether it's 200-mile runs on the beach, whether it's a 24-hour strength challenge, or another Ironman. Who knows? This guy's always up to something. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode and always uh, tuning in to Normal Guy Lazy Eye. I can't do this without your guys' support. You guys mean the world to me. Be sure to go check out the Normal Guy Lazy Eye merch over on our Instagram page at normal guy lazy eye. I hope you have all have a wonderful holiday season. We will still be pumping out brand new episodes next week, the week after that, the week after that. So don't you worry, but that does it for this week's show. And I will see you all next week. Mm-hmm.